Let's play a theme song, guys. Yeah, uh huh. You know what it Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dynamic Panel. My name is Joseph, and I'll be your host and spiritual guide to the most important news stories of the week. With me, of course, is a man that's funnier than Kevin Hart going to a cardiologist. He's comedian David Allen Freitas. Yo, what's up, you guys? <laughs> <laughs> and and that's the reason I'm so short, because I went to the cardiologist. And, and Oh, that's the best Kevin Hart I can do. I'm sorry. That's not that's pretty good. good. That's yeah, good. that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah? okay, yeah. And his favorite flavor of White Claws Durian, Mark Mangray is here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I want them to make a Durian White Claw. That would just get all the Filipinos out of Hennessy and just, you know. <laughs> I didn't know there was a Filipino stereotype with, with Hennessy. That's uh, that's something. Uh, <laughs> Maybe that's just, my, that's just my family. Oh, no, there is. I know about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, <laughs> he has Hennessy Fili- right there. I was Filipino for six years, yeah. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And we got a very special guest. He's a comedian and actor uh, based out of Southern California. Let's welcome Nate Adamski. Hey, how's it going? We are so excited to have you on the show. Uh, I found out earlier today that you were an actor in a film that that won Best Picture at the Malibu uh, Short Film Festival. Is that right? Uh, Yeah, actually, it's a feature. Yeah, it was was a a, feature film. Yeah, it's a feature film. Uh, We just, yeah, we just wanted... um, we want we want a few things. We want best picture. We want audience choice. We want best comedy. And it's something we shot like in 2019, and then we didn't get to do anything with it. We had to wait or whatever because of COVID. And then uh, yeah, it was in the festival circuit, and it, it won all those awards at the Malibu International Film Festival. So I'm pretty proud of it. Um, yeah, I just acted in it and I produced it. So that was it was a lot of fun though. So the, the film is called uh, Blue Night. So what what is it about? Uh, it's like a coming of age story for like a college kid uh just trying to like battle through through like dating and like you know friendship and uh he decides to go back to his hometown and and it's 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 really like an ode to like our hometown my friend who made it julian Berger, he uh directed and stars in it and wrote it and he uh he kind of it's kind of like an ode to like our, our suburban hometown that we're from we're from a little small town called westlake village which is like like really close to calabasas i know that's like a lot of people know what that is when I say. Yeah, Calabasas. I used to work in Westlake Village. Really well, oh, really? Like, well, wealthy town, right? Oh, so, so Nathan, well. right? is that what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. When I tell when I, I tell people it's where old white people play golf till they die. They like give up and that's it. They just play golf for the rest of the time there. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's a pretty accurate depiction of what that town is. So it's like Good yeah, so that's like it, yeah. the fun of it though. Like you're a college kid going back to like this suburban town trying to like live it up with your old friends, you know. Do you play the the funny friend? I like because you're a comedian. So what, what kind yeah, of role? It, did, did yeah, you my character was like it was very much like relatable to what I'm like the older friend that like that like like they knew like growing up that I'm but I'm like older. So they like pick fun of my age a lot in the film. Like they they call me uncle. Like my character's name is Al, and they have a line where they call me like Uncle Al's here, you know, and just like make fun of the fact that I'm like a little bit older than them, which is really funny. Um, but yeah, I'm like I'm a I'm, I have a featured role and like we go out and like have fun and party and like the character smokes weed for the first time. And it's, 
fun. I'm making jokes and stuff. It's really cool. And I, I really get to play myself, honestly, in that role. Is know? it set in the current age or is it uh, in the past yeah. or something? Oh, so it's no, set, it's, like, 2020. it's set in current time. Yeah, yeah, like in 2020, 2019. I mean, it's before COVID. So it's not like COVID exists in the film or anything like that. But um, yeah, it's modern. It's a modern. It's kind of like a boy. It's like a guy's kind of rom-com sort of feel to it, kind of, I would say. Yeah, like it's really inspired by like yeah, or like have you seen uh, Swingers? Have you seen that movie Swingers? It's heavily influenced like that movie by that movie. Swingers is a great movie with John Favreau and uh, Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah, so good, so money, baby, it's so money. Um, yeah. it's a really good movie. So it's, yeah, it's really inspired by that. But yeah, I'm just really happy that it's you know getting getting some leaves on it, as we like to say, leaves like the awards. Uh, is it is it was it intimidating uh, acting as a as a comedian or is it, was it a natural transition for you as as someone no, who performs in front of people? No, it was very natural, very very natural. I mean, I've been acting as well for a long time. I've acted in a bunch of shit, but uh, I uh, yeah, I just had especially a lot of fun because I got to play like myself essentially. I mean, this was like a dramatized version of myself. The jokes in there and like the, like I had a lot of space for improv, so there's like a lot of shit that made it into the cut that I was just like spitballing on, on set, which was always fun. Um, and like, just like um, stuff that I actually said, got like written in there that he like remembered I had said, like, you know, previous as my friend who wrote it, um, you know, he was like, Oh, this was really funny. So I put it in the script. I hope like, I hope that's okay. These are your words. I'm like, that's yeah. awesome, dude. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's always reassuring to know too, that your writing's getting like remembered. And it's like a lot of the time you're like, Right. We're like, as comedians, we're naturally funny, but then it's it's good to see that it actually gets produced not only by us because we want to always produce our own writing, but by other right. people. You know, that's like I think that's like really reassuring. You're really funny, dude. Like I was <laughs> I was, I always tell people about like meeting you about like uh, so. So Joseph and Mark. So we were at this bar that we went to after the first time Nate had me on one of his shows and uh and my my fiance that you guys know alexis she's taking a photo she goes up to this group of people and she's taking a photo of them she's like go ahead get in there she tells like one of the guys who's obviously part of the group she goes get in there and so she goes to take the photo then i go over like doing a bit and i go oh alexis go ahead get in there not she's not even part of the group and then I think that I think that's the end of the bit. Then Nate comes over. This is the first night I had ever really met Nate. He comes over. He goes, "Hey David, why don't you get in there?" I was like, I was like "Dude, this is this is my guy." This and I didn't like, even know that you guys were doing that. I was just I thought I was being funny and like doing like the same bit. That's that's so yeah, funny. that's hilarious. Yeah, she obviously wasn't. Like she's not the type to come up with a bit to just run it on someone, but I I already yeah. had like yeah. Plus, I had like three drinks, so I was like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I did that, so I did that. So I did the same thing. I'll tell you what. I do anytime I take a picture for someone, I do the same bit where I'll take a bunch of pictures from them and then I pretend to run away with their phone. I'll be like, Oh, sick! I got a new phone, and then I pretend to run away with it. And then you gotta be before, careful with what neighborhood you try that in, though. Oh, absolutely, dude. I'm I am scared for my life. I take a risk every time I do that bit. <laughs> And then another thing I do is I'll I'll take a selfie of myself and then hand it back to them. I'm like, how good, didn't they? And it's just like a ridiculous selfie of my face, just like, you know, all close up and weird and shit. And um, I like knowing that like around the world, you know, there are just people 
with my face still on their phone, you know, random. They just never got around to deleting it. Right. Pe- people made it all the way to like the Eiffel Tower and you were there and offered to take a picture for them. And right. Like... And now they have my face in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a great I'm like, like somewhere someone's just like, like telling that story of this random dude's face on their right. Like, Exactly. Yeah, why do you have this random guy? Oh, he was so funny. He tried to take a picture of us, you know? First, this oh. guy tries to run away with our phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he acts like he's actually going to take it. And then it's a, it's a fucking selfie. It's a selfie, dude. Insane. Insane. I hope one day, though, that that's like, like if I'm ever famous, they could be like, oh shit, I have this fucking picture of this guy. And now just, he's famous. You know? your, yeah, it's like posted on Reddit. It's like, oh, 14 years ago, or like, yeah, Uncle Al totally. is on my yeah, phone. Exactly. When you're famous, bro. When yeah, when I'm famous. famous. Dead ass, yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, is it, was it difficult for like a group of comedians to produce a film? Because like it takes a lot of money and resources to, to do something like that, right? So this is the second one that these, these group of people came together to do together. Um, my friend Julian, he's a writing or he just graduated as a writing major from USC. Um, so like, he just has to do it. You know what I mean? It's like in his, like, he just has to do it or else he's, he's like <laughs> going to go insane. So he tries to make like a movie or a project like every summer. Um, and so we did one before this one. It was called odd love, which was also kind of like a coming of age sort of story. Um, and, and then, uh, and then he came out with Blue Nights afterwards. So this is the second time that I've been involved with this group making a feature length of friends. And these are just like pals from like my hometown, you know. Uh, but this is the first time it's gotten like major hype, you know. We usually have like a premiere at the local theater in our hometown. It's called The Twin. It's like my favorite theater in the world. It's literally like two little theaters. It's like super indie theater. And they only play indie movies. But this is the first one that I think has gone to festivals and have made it. The other one is also on Amazon. Uh, odd love is on amazon and you could watch that now at any time it's called odd when love. when was that one that one's on amazon that one's on amazon yeah when was that, that one, one i'm not produced? in but i helped produce it um and we make these movies for nothing i mean that you know th- these are these are cheap movies because we're not investing in a big budget to like we're not doing explosions and fight sequences you know what i mean <laughs> is it all volunteers that are, are like doing like the sound and the camera work and everything. Yeah, I mean, we just have buddies holding the camera and doing all this. Yeah, all that jazz, you know. Can you can you explain? Like, I know I don't, you know, just briefly. Can you explain like a little bit about like what a pro- producer role entails? Just because I have I have friends that are comedians that you know I'm sure would end up in this role or you know aspire to do something like this eventually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love produce. I've produced many projects. I've produced uh, shorts features um events i'm like really into events i'm actually trying to do like a festival right now um but producing is like you know it's uh a lot of it is like getting the right people to do it uh like to get on to to on board to do things or putting in the xyz money or like getting crowdfunding for the thing or like you know talking to venues that we want to film in uh, a lot of that scheduling you know it's it's pretty much everything you know what i mean you just do a lot of everything a lot of different shit uh you know creative creatively it's like you know you create a certain thing that ends up in it and now you have like an executive producer idea you know you... awesome cool so it has nothing actually to do with produce like vons or ralph no no, no okay okay i'm he's like i'm gonna he's like, the, he's like the vegetable guy right yeah if anything it's more it has to do with dairy i'm getting a lot of milk on set a lot of a lot of milk just so much just 
so much milk. That's like history term breast, for breast milk. Breast milk all production. The, all the milk on set. Milk. <laughs> I, I feel like this is an inside yeah, industry for... joke that I don't get, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, all thanks milk. for explaining. That. I, I really, yeah, I really do, yeah. and myself too. Like I, I've, I've AD'd for films and stuff, but never. Yeah, really... so it's kind of the same too. I mean, AD is more like specific to like fucking. Yo, we got to get this shot done right the fuck now. Yeah, like that's, onset stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's cool though. AD work is cool. But yeah, we're we're really excited to have you on the show, and uh, let's get into our news stories. So, as I said at the beginning of the show, what we do is we talk about the most important news stories of the week, and it should come to no surprise that our first news story is Bitcoin millionaire mocked for creating the Freedom Phone, the world's first uncensorable phone. It comes with his own OS, no location tracking, and built-in conservative apps like Parler rumble and newsmax and it retails for five hundred dollars mark you're a man that likes his freedom would you pay five hundred dollars for this phone this is the thing with this phone though it's like i really like that it doesn't track you because like a lot of phones like can't you just turn that off in your regular phone though like turn off tracking yeah but it's not called freedom phone (laughs) yeah (laughs) as i as i say freedom there's like a bunch of cops outside like like, <laughs> the cops are tracking you right now. You gotta get the freedom phone. Yeah, Uh-oh, like, Mark, you're I, losing I, your freedom. Uh-oh, we got oh, him. We got him. Yeah, I got you, Mark. <laughs> got him, boys. Uh, no, I really like that this like phone is you know uh, kind of it's it's interesting because they have it's it's five hundred dollars for sure. Like that's probably cheaper than most phones that are out there right now because like iPhones like what eight hundred bucks. Like Samsung is like eight hundred nine hundred. So no, but you, you can buy like a really cheap phone for like two hundred. You can buy like a like a have Motorola. Freedom, Joseph. You but understand. I think you can just buy any phone and turn off the location. The price services. of freedom is high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. True freedom, Joseph. True freedom. Uh, yeah. I I, I don't know. Hey, this it's is cool. The apps are a little weird. <laughs> I wouldn't buy it for the apps, but I guess you can just like it's like a normal Android phone. Yeah, I think I think it is a normal a- Android phone, but it has its own OS, so that's what makes it interesting. And it's marketed at at uh, conservatives. Uh, David, who do you think is like the most likely demographic to buy the phone? Like, what age group would 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 have the money to waste on this? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be like like payment plans and stuff, but I mean, if it's <laughs> if you can't if afford it all at once, yeah. But if it's being marketed as like a freedom phone, yeah, you're definitely going to get like I think. A balance of conservatives and drug dealers. I mean, it's just like it's just it's a must, you know. I think. I mean, I think it's great to have a phone where it's you're not being tracked, but at the same time, you know, it sounds awesome in theory. But I don't know if I would enjoy life more without the Find iPhone app. Like, I lose my shit all the time. Nate, do you have any uh, thoughts about the the pricing or the the idea behind the conservative freedom phone? I think it's I think it's great. <laughs> I honestly think it's great. You I'm like the no against... tracking. I think that that is a very yeah, interesting. No tracking is like the coolest part about it, and I think it's like the most like American thing ever to just be like, this is our specific type of phone for our specific kind of thing. Like, I am by no means a conservative. I'm like super far left leaning, but like, I think it's so funny that they're just like, no, we have our own phone now. Like, no one can stop us. But no you can't can use Uber us. or Google Maps. You can't have any locations. No, but I yeah, guess freedom don't. lovers don't need Google Maps. I don't think you need it. I don't think you need it. I don't think you see me. I mean, where are you trying to go? You just, your land is your land. 
<laughs> I just need also, a map of my land. Yeah, also like five hundred bucks. I mean, that's pretty chill. That's pretty good, you know. But I guess you you brought up a more interesting point. Like, has society become so divided that uh, a phone specifically for a political affiliation is needed? I don't think it's so much of a division thing as much as it's like a like just like a uh, like, like a, a cultural like. A- Oh, I think you're saying like a preference. Yeah, like like an individualism thing. Like it's just like this is the individual. Like do you get to like this is like the fucking like like back to what I was saying. Like I think it's the most American thing to have. It's like the individualist. You know, it's like oh, if if you want a conservative phone, go for it. Have your conservative phone. I hope we get a liberal phone. That's you know what I mean. We're like I hope I get a phone that's just way too PC for me. Even Mark, Mark, what would you put in your liberal phone? Because you're you're the the stereotype. Um. Yeah. My, my, my. I'm the stereotype. Why is he the stereotype? <laughs> look at his glasses. Why am I the stereotype? Yeah. I'm like uh, number one. I work for a tech company. I don't know if that's the most like <laughs> liberal. Socially liberal. Like, no, yeah. not at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like capitalist as hell. But like, hey, I we're think- having an office liberal day. Mark, get over here. <laughs> yeah. Come and cut this cake, Mark. It's it's weird to me that like they like the conservatives like whole they built their personality so much in conservatism that like you can market people for concern. Like, I don't know if people can use like your marketing on your like leftist like Marx, like socialism ideal. I don't know if anyone's ever like McDonald's doesn't go around saying like, hey, you want to like distribute wealth? And like here's, <laughs> you know, here's like, here's but they have like gay pride right? month and stuff like that. They, they don't go with the economic part of it, but they, they but do like that, try to lean towards that the the liberal demographic. I guess, but is that like what like it's oh it's weird about I'm weird about like the whole conservative like economic like conservatism and social conservatism. That would be weird if they had like a specifically like this is a. Um, this is like a like a pride phone, and then this is a straight phone. It's like now all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's gay. The phone asks so you if you're gay or not, and then my if you put yes, to... you can't use the phone. Is that what it means? Yeah. Phone yeah. wants to have sex with all the other boy phones. Now we're giving phones genders. If you think your phone's gay, you're not gender for your phone. You know, I just you're, saw Space yeah. Jam. Do you guys see the new Space Jam? Oh, is it good? Of course, yeah. I haven't seen LeBron, it yet. But... LeBron goes into the computer, right? And then Don Cheadle's the bad guy. And LeBron goes, oh, shit, the computer's black? And I thought that was so fucking funny. <laughs> 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 like, black, I have a black phone. Like, my phone's totally a black phone. <laughs> my phone's like, yeah, a dude, black my... conservative phone. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why do we yeah if i could make my iphone all of those things i would I yeah. Think. yeah yeah i just think it's so funny so, yeah. so the next step is to assign race to technology is, right is that- well and not gender. because of, and, and gender I, I do want to clarify <laughs> not because i want to like use the phone you know <laughs> like i don't want to use never mind i don't know i'm not trying to never mind <laughs> <laughs> would you, would you get a, a white phone uh david just to order him no i'm just sick of change. like <laughs> i was literally i was literally sick of saying hey siri uh and then it's like i don't know it's like uh like an american white female and then the next option when you go to the settings it's like an american white male and i was like why do i why do i why why are these the people that i have to like, how do you know that siri's white though she's a computer you can tell 
That's yeah, true. You can tell. <laughs> you can tell. I want my phone to speak at me with the bonics, honestly. I think that'd be so fun. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you my have like the Tom Toms, like the GPS system, and you can like program Samuel Jackson's voice right. in there I or saw, something. Yeah, I would love hey, that. Dude, my Siri, my first uh one of my first like mentors out of college was this like older um like board of directors he was an older indian guy and so my series indian he's like the indian voice just because i'm like used to listening to an older indian man give me instruction you know i don't know i don't yeah. i don't know if that's wrong i think that's you have an uh, indian preference phone. no that's good yeah it's just he's like at the next right turn right you know <laughs> like that's just it's just at how the next i right, turn right at, at the next light turn okay. right okay I didn't say at the next right turn light. <laughs> the next right turn light, you fat fuck. This is a lot of like. Yeah, really I do specific. want. <laughs> Actually, I would want my Siri to talk to me like that. Yeah. Yeah, I want my Siri to be rude. Hey, piece of shit! <laughs> yeah. Stop driving. You're here. You, yeah, you pathetic. You drive like a girl. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Like, whoa, calm down, Siri. Siri's just like an eight-year-old like kid that's like making fun of the other kids. It's like playing Call of Duty, <laughs> Siri. Frank uh, you guys have any other opinions on what conservative technology is needed next besides cell phones? Do we need a conservative <laughs> Google Home or Alexa as well? Yeah. Are we going to have conservative dildos? Conservative dildos, like red, white, and blue? Yeah. Why is that? That's not conservative. That's American. American, Justin. <laughs> right, yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't it's it's like the color of green because the conservative is about keeping your money, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Benjamin Franklin's face on it. <laughs> I want to face fuck Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> his face in my ass and or vagina. <laughs> I hope Benjamin Franklin's family isn't listening. Uh, what do you... Do you have any ideas for extra conservative technology, uh, Nate? I want, yeah, I want to, let's see. I think the Alexa is really funny. You just have, like, just all your favorite conservative representatives be the voice of your Alexa. Or the Alexa is giving out, like, really specific, like, you ask her, like, for for facts, but she gives gives them, like, conservative-leading facts or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Who was the best president is, like, Reagan or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really function off of, like, mental health, and I I think my... uh, I think my like Alexa should be like a Gen X Alexa where you're like, <laughs> you're like, Hey Alexa, what's the weather like out today? It's bright and sunny. Let's go. Let's go. It's so lit outside. Literally. I don't, I don't think Gen X is what you think it is. I think Gen X people are like 40 years old, right? Yeah. Gen X are our parents. Oh, I meant Gen Z. Oh, my bad. Oh, so Gen yeah, X would be, yeah. Gen X would be like, Gen Z doesn't I'm not sure how to tell the weather. Why don't you go outside and check? I don't think you get it, David. David, I think you're a chuggy. I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) What's a a chuggy? What's a chuggy? Yeah, I'm sorry. You have to ask. You're not smart enough, or you're you're too lame. Yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess so. I think apparently, like people are using chuggy now to like describe uh, millennials. Chuggy yeah, Baka? Like out of touch. Like out of touch. Yeah, out of touch. Millennial. Just I'm like out of touch. We're out of time. I was trying to talk to a Gen Z kid and be like, that's so cool, dog. That's Liddy. And they'd be like, 
what the fuck are you saying to me? It's like so sick, Holmes. That's radical. That's tight, <laughs> bro. You just sound like Bart Simpson now. Uh, Mark, what would you put on the Freedom Phone besides these built-in apps? Uh, Parler, Rumble, Newsmax. If, if I really wanna, if I really wanna get those sales done with like the conservatives, picture of Trump. Easy, easy money. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna. I actually sell Trump flags online um, to conservatives just because it's it's easy money. And I saw like, that website. Was is that what MangareTrumpFlags.com is? Yeah. Okay, dude. I thought that Mangaray. Mangaray. Mark Mangaray. Mangaray. Has no one ever called you that? Don't tell. Don't now. You <laughs> told people my secret identity. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get off this topic. Uh, let's America, get to our next story. Make America Mangaray again. Uh, <laughs> That's Mama. Sorry. From Freedom Phones to Phonies, uh, NorCal homeopathic doctor gave out fake COVID vaccine cards and immunization pellets she claimed protect from the virus. Uh, Mark, I'm assuming since you're from NorCal, you've seen this doctor. What do you think her motive was? Mm, you know, I, I think her motive was to make money, just like in the last. You got to um, hustle. It's a tough um, world out there. Hustle. And you know what? For people like homeopathic doctors, I'm guessing that there's not a lot of hustle out there. Um, not a lot of hustle out there? Not a lot of money. Hustle. I don't know what the <laughs> term is. Stop trying to sound Gen Z. I know. I'm so chuggy. Hustle. A lot of hustle and bustle out there, you guys. Hashtag Gen X. I don't know. <laughs> what, like, what is the motive here? Like, I mean, she definitely just like wants to um, stop people from, from getting vaccines. There's yeah, like but I, I think it's like some people have this like narcissism where they think they know like better than like science or like, you know, like public opinion. And they want to provide something alternative and and, and show that they, they, they can fix something that no one else has thought about. Nate, have you met narcissism, narcissistic people like that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> you work in the entertainment I, industry. So yeah, I assume. Everyone, yeah, I mean, it's crazy, man, because these people not only it's not even the fact that they're narcissistic, it's. A lot of it stems from like being super delusional, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Like she believes in 110% that like this is the best thing for COVID. She's changing lives. It is going to happen. She is like, you know, the, the coolest person, whatever. She's out fixing there. it. Yeah. She's fixing it, which is like, dude, you're part of the problem. Like I live in Topanga Canyon and I don't know if you're familiar with what this place is, but it's like where all the old hippies just like stayed uh, in LA. It's like is that's that where, where Topanga live. from Boy Meets World yeah, every time I say that, someone says I've never watched Boy Meets World, but yeah, that's I guess. That's right, sorry for making a from. very lame joke. Then no, 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 it's fine. I just you know I hear it all the time, but it's not lame. It's good. Um, yeah, but uh, so like I see those people all the time. They're like super like into like holistic medicine and like you know like all this like hippy dippy shit. Like oh like don't worry, you'll be safe. I have a rock that'll help you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. And I don't like I don't fall for that shit. Like, do you, you think a lot of narcs or like these delusional people move to, to this neighborhood? There's something about this neighborhood that, uh, that causes. Yeah, I think both. I mean, they know that this is the spot where like all that kind of stuff is like the norm. You I'm know sorry, I mean? Nate, but you just said something that I think should be. I don't know if this how popular that phrase is, but uh, hippy dippy shit. That's like one of my favorite things now. <laughs> <laughs> hippy dippy shit dude yeah you know all that hippy dippy shit <laughs> there's all that hippy dippy shit and like, my dad I'm is fucking... such a hippie i'm gonna be like hey dad 
Hey, Dad, are you still into all that hippy dippy shit? <laughs> I am too, though. I am totally. Me, I'm yeah, me too. Like, yeah. too. Like, I'm a. I'm definitely a narcissistic, delusional hypocrite. You know, <laughs> I think like well, the first I, step is admitting, so that's good. Yeah, and I know that I'm self aware. I think that's what separates me. A lot of these people are not self aware. You know what I mean? A lot of them are are very like they be- they believe it so much to the point where it's like it's it's they they think they could make it into existence like this pill is literally probably just like ground up dirt or something or i don't know what's in it but yeah. what do you think is in the in the, in the pellet uh david um, well i went to a sprouts one time and uh and i told grass well i told the yeah i told the girl i had a headache and she's like she offered she told me i should take white willow and and I was like, what's white willow? And she's like, it's part of a tree or plant. It helps with headaches. And I was like, all right, fuck it. And I, I tried. It didn't really do. I don't know. if I don't think it did. I, I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe after a few hours, my headache did go away. But it was like, is that how long it's supposed to take? Or was but you had massive just... diarrhea instead, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Mark, how do you think this doctor should be punished for giving out fake COVID vaccine cards? Um, damn. Uh, you know, I think number one, I don't think you're allowed to call yourself a doctor, right? If you don't have like a, like a homeopathic not, like, doctor, I think she has some kind of is, license for that. Is that a PhD? I I don't know the uh, the schooling necessary. I think you're a doctor if you're. Uh, I think you're a doctor if you're like a homeopathic doctor. Okay. Right? Okay. I mean, I'll give it to them. I'll give it to them. Dr. Dre is a doctor. <laughs> Dr. Dre is a doctor. He does have a PhD and he's rich. So, so he can. Beats, yeah. So if Dr. Dre said, trust me, I'm a doctor and gave me anything, I'd be like, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, Mr. Dr. Dre, sir. I'm, I'm homeopathic, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I know we had Dr. Dre in the house. Yeah, I have no idea what Dr. Dre sounds like. I need to go to college. (laughs) Is that appropriate? (laughs) Did you just did you just wear a blackface? (laughs) (laughs) No, that wasn't me. That was Dr. 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 Dre. Dre. Yeah, no, I I, no, I have this soundbite thing. I've recorded Dr. Dre. Oh, that's I see that. Yeah, I just have these recordings of him. You have little lights on it too. Those are the only. Two. Let me try to look through this. Uh, yeah, I think those are the only two I have. It's a pretty lame. Ass <laughs> there's, a third, there's a third one. There's a third one there, David. What is that? What Wait, is which that? one? Which one is it? Are you guys talking yeah, about? Doctor G and then your old teacher who told you to take a right to the light. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, nope. That, those are all of them that I have. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I don't know how we should uh, punish this lady. Um, to be honest, I think like she should just get her like doctor thing revoked, um, and probably uh take her to like Alcatraz or something like that. Alcatraz, <laughs> yeah, we should. Is Alcatraz? Oh, I think Alcatraz is still working, right? They, they should reopen Alcatraz just for yeah. homeopathic doctors, or just for people who have COVID. <laughs> a, Wait, no, <laughs> there's an up COVID island upshift in all of the homeopathic doctors. <laughs> we need to reopen Alcatraz. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have any good punishment ideas, uh, Nate? For I don't for think doctor? we should punish her. I think because you know, her, her customers deserved it for for falling for it. Yeah, I mean, it's been, yeah, you know, it's like, it's like you're you're taking you know 
you're taking the poison from the fucking weird lady down the street. It's like, okay, yeah, no shit. She fucking is giving. Also, like, if I wanted to fake that, I mean, I'm fully vaxxed, but if I wanted a fake one and she was able to give it to me, I wouldn't want her punished. <laughs> I'd be like, this lady's doing some good. But I don't think it's good what she's doing, obviously. I don't think we should punish her. I think, yeah, I think it's your fault for being an idiot. I mean, get it at your own discretion or whatever, you know? Yeah, more power to you. Like, it doesn't look that hard to actually fake COVID vaccine cards. Like, you look <laughs> oh. at them and they're just, it's like an, it's an index card without lines. That's yeah, it yeah, has less lines. Yeah, you could literally do probably with a black Bic pen and cart construction, like 28-pound yeah. construction paper. Also easy to break. Like, they, they, it just seems fake, <laughs> the COVID cards. Even the yeah. official ones, like, feel fake. Someone you go to me, Office like, Depot, you can get it laminated. Yeah, they gave, me, they gave me my COVID card. I'm like, this is it? Like, there's, it's not laminated. It's not, like, higher-quality cardboard. Well, they, they blew all the budget on, on on finding the vaccine. They can't spend any, any more money on the paper, Mark. Come on. <laughs> Their tax dollars at work. Yeah, where are the microchips that we were promised? <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. I want, like, my microchip. Free microchips. Bill Gates is inside of me. Bill Gates <laughs> <laughs> is living in my arm right now. <laughs> Miniature Bill Gates. Uh, actually, to get uh, her reaction on on this controversy, we got the doctor that was handing out these fake COVID vaccine cards. Uh, Julie Mazzi is here. Julie, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Joseph and Mark and Nate and David um, and anyone else that's a part of this podcast. I'm happy to be here, you guys. Oh, uh, yeah, we're happy to have you on, Julie. Uh, how did you get into homeopathic medicine in the first place? It's such a fascinating field. That's a good question. Um, I mostly grew up listening to Dr. Dre. I drinking heard, Dr. Yes, Pepper. Yes, drinking Dr. Pepper. No, but I um, when I was in college, I attended an LED festival, and I had a lot of friends that were like, I've got this weird feeling inside of me. And I was like, I'll give you a feeling inside of you. And I gave them some Molly that I had bought and they felt really good after that. And then later on in the night, one of my friends is like, I'm really tired. Ah, and then I give her some white powder that uh, my friend had given me. So it's like, I became a doctor like pretty naturally. Yeah, that's that's all it takes. We're just giving out uh, drugs to, to people or prescriptions. Well, right. And a lot of people think that these are like, you know, illegal drugs. But to be honest, like drugs help people, whether or not they're legal or illegal. I mean, you know, it's like they're there for us to feel good. Yeah, I, I guess that's the uh, the general consensus of what drugs are all about. But uh, you got we'll caught. Well, take this. Take this, for example, like, OK, does anybody smoke weed? Yes. I'm going to answer that for you. Secondly, second question. <laughs> Secondly, do you do meth? Probably not. But if you needed to, could you? Maybe. I don't know. Like, that's the thing is like, we're in a whirlwind of mystery. And one of the only ways to solve it is being a doctor. Hello. So, that, so that's why you got into being a doctor. But but you, you had a lot of controversy handing out fake COVID uh, vaccine cards. 
how, how do you respond to that? And how, how did you make those fake COVID vaccine cards in the first place? Right. And these guys want to like call them fake or whatever. But you know what? It's like I'm giving out the vaccine card to people that want them. Right. And it's like if you took the vaccine and you want the card, great. If you didn't take the vaccine and you want the card, it's like you're still getting vaccinated, you know, so I'm I'm literally just giving people the vaccine quote unquote that they want. Do you, do you feel any remorse for like what you did, uh, Julie? Um, this is a national I... pandemic. People are dying, but you're handing out fake uh, fake cures. Right, right. I I understand that. And I know that people are, quote unquote, dying. But you have to look at it this way. I mean, are they really dying or are they like dying to self? You know what I mean? Dying to self? What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Are they like, are they like biologically dead or are they just like not here at the moment? You know what I mean? Oh, they're like not present is what you're saying. Right. And it could just be, you know, they're being reincarnated and they're going to come back as someone that has the vaccination already. Maybe. I don't know. You know, it's like I might just be helping them live their future self in another world or realm. So I don't know. I (laughs) I'm going on and on about this, but I think like, look. I, I think these immunization pellets that, you know, I was giving people were really protecting them from the virus. They were staying at home. Well, what, more, was, what was the pellets made out of? Well, OK, listen, so they maybe didn't have the typical vaccination that everybody's going around. Uh, I wrote Moderna because it was a modern thing, you know, <laughs> it's modern. yeah. Right. It's a modern. Modern yeah, it's modern to have the it's popular to have a vaccination. So I wrote Modernia. Um, I actually put an Enya on Moderna. So Is that your favorite tr- musician. Right. And if, if you're trying to say that I, you know, was a fraud, you're wrong because I'm giving them Modernia. Anyway, so what was in these immunization pellets? Um, a lot of things, but mainly um It was a bit of a stimulant, but it was kind of like a centralized stimulant, something that would keep people staying at home. Um, In short, or should I say in long, it was a drug that was more previously known as Extends. Um, It was marketed in the 90s and 2000s on like Comedy Central and on Girls Gone Wild commercials. It it was in girls Gone really Wild commercials. Well, not not in the maybe it was in the commercial. I'm not sure, but it was uh, <laughs> it was it was marketed in these infomercials that um, would play alongside Girls Gone Wild, and girls were probably going wild for it. The vaccination, which was these pellets, which was formerly known as Extends, extends <laughs> your life. Because you're staying at home. <laughs> so those are the, the penis enlargement pellets and you're, and you're selling them as a, as a cure for COVID. Penis, weenus, whatever you want to call it, Joseph, it's keeping you at home, extends your life. Yeah, because you're just staying home and looking at yeah, your junk because it's, uh, it's so much fun. Right, right. And I think... And you can't you know, spread COVID if you're staying at home. 
No, you can't spread COVID. Uh, I don't know. And, you know, who am I to say if COVID's real and if people are really dying or dying to self? <laughs> All right. Uh, that, that was fun. Mark, do you have any final questions for Julie before we, we let her go? No, I mean, like, it's it's really cool. Now that I'm hearing you, Julie, it sounds like you really do care about people and, you know, you want to just extend people's life. I We should give her an award. I don't think we should punish her anymore, Joseph. Right? Extends people's lives, yeah. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, let's get to our next story. From COVID to cocaine. Free heroin, cocaine, and meth handed outside of Vancouver Police Department. It was given <laughs> <No> out drugs. <laughs> it was given by advocates for a safe supply of drugs. Uh, these drugs are free of fentanyl, which is uh, probably the leading cause of overdoses for for drug users. Uh, Nate, you live in Los Angeles, so I'm sure you're around a lot of drugs. What do you think about this story? Give me the drugs. Free drugs. Give me the drugs. No fentanyl. <laughs> Give me the drugs. All right. If they're giving safe doses of free drugs and there's no fentanyl, what is the source? Who's giving this out again? Uh, this this is an advocacy group uh, for safe for safe drug use. And and you live in Los Angeles, and there there is a big homeless problem there. Is, is that in, in your neighborhood too? No, around where I live, I'm in the nicer part of town. But uh, yeah, definitely see it when I go out. Absolutely, there is a think- lot. Of- do you think this is a good strategy to, to get rid of overdoses? Because uh, if you're addicted, you're going to use drugs anyway. So you yeah, might as absolutely. well use. Yeah. Yeah. Use a better. I'd rather, I'd rather be giving people the right amount of drugs than them, you know, going to their vices and taking a bad amount of drugs and it hurting them in the end, you know, for, and that's not just homeless people. That's anyone taking drugs. Yeah. You know, not only homeless people are taking these drugs. Will it clean the streets? No. Will it mean less dead people in the streets? Maybe. You know, you don't know. True. Yeah, true. You know? yeah, but there's really this like know. weird association with drug uses. It's like this dirty thing that guys on the street are doing. But like, there's plenty of people that are addicted that are. Like, Everyone's just, taking drugs, yeah. you know, at one point or another. You know, I feel like most people do take drugs and they just don't admit it because they're ashamed because it's been played to be like this horrible thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even smoke weed, but I love like hallucinogens. But I don't think that's like a bad thing. You know, I think that's I think that's something in my life that is like really healthy. I think that those are the dr- I think it's the drugs that we should be giving more people to. To be completely honest, I think it's the type of drugs that we should be giving more people. It's like I'd rather see homeless people on the streets tripping balls on <laughs> shrooms than like doing right. a fuck ton of blow. You know, <laughs> or, yeah, you gotta or get the mushrooms right. to the guys uh, running the shelters or like uh, running the budget because they'll make them more. Uh empathetic right could you imagine if you were on the street and you ran into a dude and he was like wigging out and he had like sores on his arms and stuff and he's like i'm on meth you just be more open to be like ah dude you don't need to take that come on let's hang out i'm I'm glad you told me about it though you know (laughs) but he he doesn't want to tell anyone because he's afraid he's gonna get arrested or something right exactly and then if and then if it's legalized or if it's at a point where it's like giving it a, sp- a specific dose, then it's like, all right, that's your fucking thing. That's not for me, which is anything that's legalized. Oh, I don't. Right. I know people that don't drink. Oh, that's not for me. I know who I become when I drink. Oh, I know who I become when I smoke. I don't want to smoke. Oh, I know that fucking meth is awful for me. I'm not going to do it. You know what I mean? But if that's your thing and you're doing it a safe amount or you're able to get it at an amount you know that's legal and fucking yeah and dope. for the record i'm not saying that uh, meth is bad um <laughs> if you <laughs> i've seen breaking bad <laughs> yeah 
it makes you go into some crazy adventures. Mark, what do you think is the proper amount of meth to take? <laughs> Let me tell you right now, the proper amount of meth to take is the one that don't kill you. Yeah, but, but what do you think about this story, handing out uh, free drugs to, to addicts? I mean, like, I, I, I agree with, like, Nate and David. Like, you know, I might as well, like, I would rather have people get free drugs, and me too, um, if if it means that it's the right amount. Fentanyl overdoses have just skyrocketed over the decade. Um, a lot of poor people cannot afford, like, good quality drugs. Cocaine is just crack for rich people. Um, and so it's, like, things like that that, like, you know, we, who do we like want to protect, right? Like we want to protect people's lives. I don't care what people do with their fucking time. Like if people just want to be like on the floor, just like being all doped out, like that's, that's like, that's their thing. But I'd rather have them do that than be dead. Do you, you think like the policy makers, the policy makers are probably guys that never, you know, there are, they aren't addicts usually they're, you know, politicians or whatnot, but do you think, we should have drug addicts make the policies. Ooh, no, not at all. <laughs> because no, it would be I mean, we better to make the policy for drug addicts than we should have addicts. doctors and scientists um, make policies. Not politicians, um, yeah. Yeah, but addiction you know specialists. Yeah. Can you imagine if we had meth addicts? Um, I'm making policies up in this bitch. Free hey, oh, I found everybody. the other soundbite. I found the other soundbite that I had here. There. <laughs> I told you there was a third one. <laughs> yeah, there it was. Yeah, I downloaded. It took a while to download. I want Dr. J <laughs> make policy. Dr. J? Dr. Dre? Oh, Dr. Dre, yeah. Okay. Expand on what? But but how do you how do you react to because like we 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 all live in cities and we we do see this pretty often like how how do you react when you when you see someone uh, openly use drugs Mark uh, I, I mean we we live in San Francisco we see it so, on the train quite quite frequently right like and that and that's because there's no places I mean there are definitely like San Francisco has like places where like you can take drugs safely but there's still those people who don't know how to get there or like don't have the access to do it. So they do it on the train or they do it in the street and then they leave needles around everywhere in a park or a beach. And that's like, that's the problem. Um, I don't know. Like definitely like the war on drugs didn't work. Right. And we're still paying off of it basically. Exactly. And like, like stopping people from doing drugs definitely didn't work. So like the other thing is just to give them the safe drugs and that's, I'm with I'm with Nate like drugs are bad for people for whom drugs are bad like that's and you know you know if you know if you're okay or not you know like you know if it turns you into a bad person or not I think do you think we should just legalize all drugs to like as a big middle finger to the drug dealers who are lacing the stuff with fentanyl which is kind of causing all the overdoses David you should only be able to take whatever drugs you want if you have <laughs> if you know if you have like a group of 15 or more people who love and support you you know Aww, like that's so plurid, that's, so cute. that's yeah. so plurid. yeah, yeah and, and and you're not all fucking allowed lame. to take them at once <laughs> and it's like fucking lame yeah, uh, <laughs> no that's you know and yeah you can't not everyone can take the drug at the same time but everyone can take 
different drugs at the same time. You know, you can't. I like that. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like a great reality show. This should be the next VH1 <laughs> uh, Real World. Or, or this is the this hey, is hey, the, the circle. There you, you guys, go. Yeah, you guys have to switch off on the drug each week, so then like it just is like, <laughs> rotating different person on. And they should be all celebrities too. They should yeah. be like yeah. Flavor Flav and fifteen uh, friends oh, take yeah. fifteen different drugs. <laughs> and it's also a dating show. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Love Island, but on drugs. <laughs> uh, Nate, what do you think is the best thing to give someone struggling with addiction besides drugs? Like a puppy to, to chill uh, out? Just a pat on the back. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, honestly, like, just like support. I think we need more systems that work, you know? I mean, like, shit like AA that works for people like you know or like shit like that like we need support you know like maybe like they, they have like a lot of sober living homes I think that's a thing like more of that more community more more people that that are willing to put themselves out there to help these people you know what I mean yeah and and that has to start at the the local level too because a yeah, big I problem agree. is like uh the smaller cities they, they don't have any resources to actually fund any of this stuff. So they're like, here, take this bus ticket to LA and they right. actually feed the homeless over there. And that's what causes LA, San Francisco, all the California cities to like have a huge population because like the other smaller cities can't afford to have any of these uh, shelters or anything, but it's way cheaper to build it in, in a smaller city because in a LA, smaller city, right. And that's, and that goes back to what you said originally is that it has to start in these smaller places because then they have to believe it, you know, it's a very, um, lazy affair because i don't need also I, and yeah because i don't if the government's doing it i don't want some guy who's like in washington a million miles away you know building stuff here that just won't work it'll just you know what i mean i need i need the, i need the the, the the core root the neighborhood to come together and say hey let's fix this problem or let's yeah it, it definitely probably needs to be federal funding too because it's like yeah. uh, a local yeah. level just just can't afford that you hear that mansion listen to dynamic panel do you, do you think in the future we're gonna have like government sponsored raves? I don't know yeah. what that's gonna solve, but I think I mean there's you know it's like a it's like a kind of like a safe place to uh, to it's building love, community, that'd be great. building community, oh, giving yeah. people a safe place to just do drugs. Wait, can you can you say all these plus points while I do like a rave beat? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, you know. Uh, the uh, San Francisco Municipal Ring. Uh, we have uh, cocaine. We have Molly. We have love. Free love. I think that's a good idea. This, time, I, I time, like this to, idea. time to uh, turn on the Mark Mega Ray. They should just convert uh, one Mega Rave. to the drug. <laughs> love it love it love it love it love Good it idea love it. All, right. all right i'm gonna start i'm gonna let's start this event let's get to our next story from heroin oh, to Reed, hate. are you listening to me sorry joseph go on sorry, yeah, go ahead. uh from from heroin to hate a man who racially abused england players on social media has complained about the backlash he is now receiving uh david you're on online quite a bit what causes people to be hateful online in your opinion um honestly man i think uh i think hate causes more hate <laughs> very profound <laughs> yeah it's oh, man, true. i really it's like, like that wow hate causes it's, more hate that, that should be on like a bumper sticker that sounds like something julie would say 
<laughs> yeah, actually, I uh, I talked to Julie just before this, and she was saying that I should say that. Um, I mean, you think it's psychological issues or mental. Like- yeah, I mean, like mental instability, like unresolved, you know, insecurity uh, that causes hate. Um, I think. Uh, I don't know. I think. I mean, like, what causes like oppression? You know, oppression causes hate, but it's like what causes oppression? Just like closed-mindedness um if if we can learn how to be um more open-minded um also um if you don't have a tiktok that uh, you're a hateful person uh-huh. um what else if you don't if, if you're not around kittens and puppies that also causes hate so be careful of that um yeah i've been masturbating in a while yeah 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 get get to it so twitter should send you a notification of like you're about to put this hateful statement would you rather uh, go to pornhub instead yeah Yeah. would you you like to masturbate Um, all your favorite masturbation sites don't be hateful (laughs) be masturbateful um yeah so that's in short that's what i that's what i think causes hate uh, you're, uh, Nate, you're a comedian. Have you ever got some hate online for, for stuff that you said? Or have you oh, ever absolutely. given out any hate? Absolutely. I don't give out hate. I try not to. Um, I'm very non-confrontational online. I'm very non-confrontational in general. I don't want to get into it with, you know, I mean, I do say things that are definitely, you know, hard to talk about in my set. And I think a lot of the things I talk about are important, though, like things that we need to talk about. I talk a lot about social issues and like racism and shit like that. And people, you know, people get a little offended. They're like, like I had someone comment on something that I posted and like, why do you always have to talk about race? And I was like, I don't always talk about race. Like there's a million other things that my set has to do with. But what do you think the motivation for someone that, that calls you out on that is, is to make that person feel better about themselves or are they actually yeah. offended? And that's in that instance specifically, I think it was to make them feel better about themselves and also like maybe honest discomfort. Maybe, you know, they don't like hearing the, the, the horrible truth of what I'm speaking. What you is know, that horrible truth? No, you don't have to get it. No, I mean, it's just like, you know, we lived in the fucking place of a lot of suppression, you know, and I point it out in like a funny way or whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, I make, I try to make, not make light of it, but just like compare it to something that is lighter so we could, and I could be like, look, it's, it's not like that. Like it's, or like, you know, I'm, like I talk about like, like there's this bit that I do about being like a fat person, like going and like, I compare it to being a minority in, america and i like about like rallying and like coming together and like you know stuff like that and like it's a funny concept because i'm fat but um and then i turn around and i say like look like people are actually doing like this is happening right now you know what i mean like this isn't people like people are not the minority in america we're, we're right gonna... exactly it's a majority if anything you know like that's what's even funny have you been to you a know? walmart sorry yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's scary it's scary and it's loud so i think yeah a lot of it is that um but yeah, and I and I think that guy specifically deserved all the hate he got, because got back to what Dave was saying. Like, mm-hmm. if you say, hate, but I think you have a right to say horrible thing. I think you have a freedom to say whatever you want, but that means that you have a freedom to get backlash for all the dumb shit you're gonna say too. You know, right? Be prepared for the consequence of your stupid shit. Right. Exactly. Unless it's uh, stupid because I don't agree with it. Mark, have you ever posted anything uh, inappropriate online, or, or do you think this guy deserves all the hate that he's getting? I remember my OnlyFans. <laughs> I mean, we were um, all like 15 <laughs> at one point. If we had the technology, we would we would say probably some stupid. I stuff, mean, like but... I was like, there's definitely like things that like I've said on Xbox Live, right? That like <laughs> I'm not proud of. 
but like I, if it's recorded now i'd get canceled like hell like you know we we were kids and you know that's just like dumb stuff because like the the environment that we were raised on was okay with it but that doesn't mean that it's okay but do you think like canceling this guy like like calling him an asshole calling him a racist is that really going to solve anything or is that going to just make him more bitter and more racist because he's like now he has all this anger in his brain because everyone hates him um people do racist things people aren't racist um is what i like to to say um because like if once you tell someone they're racist they're gonna latch on to it as like their identity like this cons- like conservatives right like 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 people are so into the idea of being conservative they forgot the ideas of conservatism like it becomes yeah. an identity rather than like uh, like specific things. That yeah, and they're not a lot like they're like to them like they're not willing to get new ideas because there's like oh, this is me. I'm always gonna be me rather than oh I'm this is just an idea and an idea can evolve. Just like you know this guy um, on racism in general, like your your level of racism because it's like a it's like a spectrum, right? Your level of racism can <laughs> get better over time or get better over time but like get less over time um but once we keep calling people like racists without giving them an option to like not educating them um it i I don't know it it backs them up in a corner and it's a racism spectrum we we, he's not at 100 percent yet but he can can get better he might be at 70 right now for sure (laughs) i'm only 70 (laughs) percent racist <laughs> but I mean, like, I do call people out for being racist. So what, what do I know? People don't like being called racist, which is also really funny. Like, someone who's actually racist, you say you're a racist. They're like, "What the fuck? How dare you?" And I'm like, "You just said something horrible about a certain race. Like, that's kind of fucking racist." Yeah. Try this insult next time. They are like, "You are a 75 percent racist." Yeah, I just get really specific <laughs> with the number. I've never heard racism as <laughs> a spectrum, but it is. You're totally right, Mark. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, there's all kinds of racism and all types of ways to be racist. But that David, is I think I think that that mostly happens. Sorry, on on what Nate was saying, like that that's true. Like people, like you call them out, and they're like, "What the fuck, dude? I'm not a racist." But then if you if you were to say that, like, I feel like in the like away from other people, they're like. Uh, yeah that's that's kind of funny though huh like like it's <laughs> that's the same guy like if you call him out in front guy. of people if you call him out in front of people he's like what dude come on that's not me alone yeah funny right funny racist huh yeah but but david you you are a man that is a uh, is uh made up of a lot of races how, how do you uh deal with the racism online because do you get offended by everything or do you not get offended by everything because you're you're so interracial. I mean, yeah, I'm like uh, a lot of ethnicities, races. Is that wait? That's not the same thing though, huh? I don't know. Um, I've 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 had a lot of like I I just want to say like I've had a lot of cultural experience. I think like and that sounds I know that sounds like really Fake. weird. So like, well, no, I mean it's just like I try my best not to appropriate, but to some extent, like. I'm not, I'm not trying to be racist. I've just enjoyed other cultures and other races of people. And I can tell when people aren't like enjoying my cultures and my ethnicities and they're being like hateful through it. So it's like, and it's because I'm so many different ethnicities that I'm able to like, see that perspective. I just want people, I just want other people to be able to see that perspective as well. 
And then I think that eventually is what cures like hatefulness, you know? Yeah. I think it's like people if are always ever hateful. They should just talk to David because he's such a nice guy and he's every race. So he'll talk <laughs> you out of your racism. I mean, people are always going to have mixed, like Mark was saying, like people are always going to be confused about other ethnicities, but it's like, if, if, if we don't leave them the ability to, make it a you know if we don't let let it be like a learning point like a coachable moment then how are you ever gonna like have the discussions that we need to have about race you know like people are always trying to shut you down before you you know before actually under understanding where something's coming from for you you know and 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 but at the same time yeah you might find that when you when you figure out like where something's coming from for someone it is racist and then but then you should talk about that like help them figure that out you know <laughs> yeah i think that's a that's a yeah. that's a big uh theme of 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 life you, you gotta like figure out where everyone's coming from even if they say like the worst thing possible you gotta figure out like why they believe in that so you can prevent it from happening to the next person that grows up in like a yeah. similar environment yeah if it's they say that if they say like it. yeah yeah sorry go ahead. Go ahead. no these people are just like grown in like a in an environment where that's okay Oh, right. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. They're like, I only like, I like pillowcases, but I only like white pillowcases that are shaped like cones. And you're like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> let's unpack that. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's, let's unpack that. Yeah. Let's unpack that. <laughs> it all started when I was a child. I got really into <laughs> Yeah. My pillows, my pillows were shaped like triangles. <laughs> I really like wizards. I, I love like wizards. <laughs> <laughs> I like wizards oh and triangle-shaped pillows. Oh my god! And who can say no to that? But on that note, it's time to end the show. Uh, but before we end the show, <laughs> on that pillow talk, uh, nice. Nate, do you have anything to promote before uh, we close out? Uh, guys, I have a show. I have two shows coming up next week. One on the twenty-sixth in Thousand Oaks, California, at Tarantula Hill Brewing Company. And I have another show at the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood on the 28th next week, July 26th and 28th. David's actually going to be performing with me on the 26th at Tarantula Hill. If you follow me on Instagram, it's at the Nate Adamski. That's T-H-E. And then my name, Nate. And then my last name is spelled Adam Sky. One word, the Nate Adamski. Give me a follow and you could look at all the information for the shows coming up. I'd love to see you there. Very nice, very nice. David, do you have anything additional to the besides the show that you'll be on with him? Uh, no, just uh, replug. Thanks for being on here. Nate Adomski is very funny. I always talk about you. If you're a comedian listening to this, come check out the show because it's very funny. Nate produces a great show at uh, Tarantula Hill also. So, I mean, um, you can follow my Instagram. Uh, it's it's David Allen Free Tahahas. Yeah, Free Tahahas. Uh, it's, it's my, it's my last name. You know, it's my whole name, except for the last part is hahas. If you know how to spell any part of my name, I'm sure it'll pop up. Okay. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then follow, uh, Lex and Dave do stuff. That's the YouTube channel that me and my fiance produce on YouTube. Mark, you got anything besides that during white claws? Yeah. David, can you give me a EDM? <laughs> a what? An EDM EDM beat. Oh yeah, let me work on that again. That was I hadn't done those yet. All right, so. All right. <laughs>
Mango rays, mango ray, flags, flags, flags. We got coke. We got we got mushrooms. We got Molly. We got free drugs. Free drugs. What else is better than free drugs? Vaccinations. Go down to your local city hall for mango rays. Thank you so much. That was we should end every show with that. That, that was great. <laughs> we have Jolly B Hennessy. We got Jolly B Hennessy <laughs> at Mega My Kuya has Jolly B Hennessy. <laughs> trash with the Jolly B mascot. Yep, and green white claws. <laughs> you know, we might make it happen. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we just got to get the essence of it. All right. Anyway, on that note, for Nate, David, and Mark, my name is Joseph, and thank you for listening to dynamic panel yeah uh-huh you know what it is everything we do we do a big yeah uh-huh screaming that's mine when i start off the mic that's something ripping my show when you hear it you know everything we tell it all from the top to where the listen to the panel.